Hey, welcome to the Outside Church in Port St. Lucie, Florida, and this is our podcast. Thank you so much for checking it out. Hope it encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. Oh, I feel this thing. Y'all excited? Come on, let's give God some glory. You're already standing up. Let's give him glory while we're standing up. Come on, who's excited to be in the house of the Lord? Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. Hallelujah. We still breathing. We still alive. We healthy. We in our right mind. My God has been good to me. I don't know about you, but he is a good, good father. Is anybody coming in agreement with me tonight? Hey! Woo! Hallelujah! You may be seated. I'm excited to preach this word. Uh, if, you, if you were in the last service, the Spanish service, then you know that I'm going to build a bridge as well. My title is the same as pastors. We're going to build a bridge tonight. Amen? So I'm going to build my bridge right alongside what pastor already did. You hear me? <laughs> We're going to build a bridge of unity tonight. Yeah, so if you know our current climate in our country, if you know the current climate in our culture, even in the church, there's been many heated debates and, 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 and talks and arguments and discussions involving race, involving hatred, and involving injustice. Amen? Amen? But I believe the church got something to say about all of that. I serve a God that has the answers. I might not have them. But he does. Can I get an amen in the place? Amen. Now, as a disclaimer, I believe that the Bible supports that there is only one race. Amen. One race. Amen. One race. That's the human race. Listen, I ain't scared to talk about it. We're going to get into this thing tonight. Hallelujah. We're going to hear what God has to say about building bridges of unity. So recently, my wife and I celebrated our 12-year anniversary. Ha! Praise the Lord. <laughs> we were able to get away for three whole days from our children, <laughs> far, far away to a land called Hutchison Island. <laughs> Staycation. Amen. That was fantastic, too. <laughs> we got to do something, right? Satan ain't finna stop us from being boyfriend and girlfriend. So on the way there, <laughs> I was mapping the fastest way, and it came to be that uh, there was one route that was taking us through Roosevelt Bridge. And if you live in the 772, then you know the Roosevelt Bridge recently has some problems. Hey, Amen. I think a big chunk fell out and there's a big crack or something. So we talking on the way there and she says something that just struck my spirit. She said, I'm never crossing that bridge again. It's been broken. It's damaged. It's rusted out. They ain't put that thing together right. I said, okay, boo, we'll go the long way then. I'm on vacation. I got all day. But something hit me in my spirit as she said that. I said, boo, you know what? That's how many people think or look at the bridges of unity that have been built in the past. That they're too raggedy to be fixed. That they're too rusted, busted, and, and beat down to be addressed. That there's no help. There's, there's nothing you can do to help it. There's nothing that you can do to change it. So just leave it alone. But God intended these different bridges of race, of race and, and, and unity uh, uh, to, to kind of come together. He wanted to unite us by our differences. He wanted to make these bridges beautiful and to bring us together. But many look at the race, the, 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 the bridges of cultural uh, discussion, the bridges of ethnicity and color. They look at them as the, 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 the road that leads to nowhere fast. So these bridges tend to, tend to be considered bridges that lead to nowhere, that, that, 
they're, they're the road less traveled. Many are scared to go there. And they think that it leads to nowhere fast. And they say things like, well, there's always going to be racists. There's always going to be, you know, hatred. No use in, 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 in speaking about that. Preach something else. Preach the gospel. I'm sorry. Listen. I don't know about you, but I serve a God that can fix whatever it is. There's nothing too big for the God that I serve. I serve a God that's in the restoration business. I serve a God that's in the business of restoring, of mending the broken. Is anybody in this place right now in agreement with me? I serve a God that nothing is too big for him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. God intends for the true unity of humanity to be achieved spiritually. And so the word of God has something to say about building bridges. It also has a lot to say of how not to build bridges. It, it gives us a picture of why we may struggle building them in this country. We see evidence for this in our main text today in Genesis 11, 1 to 9. I'm going to read that real quick. Genesis 11, 1 to 9, it says... Now the whole world had one language and a common speech. As people moved eastward, they found a plain in Shinar and settled there. They said to each other, come, let us make bricks and bake them thoroughly. They used bricks instead of stone and tar for mortar. Then they said, come, let us build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens so that we may make a name for ourselves. Otherwise, we'll be scattered over the face of the whole earth. But the Lord came down to see the city and the tower that they were building, and the Lord said, if, if as one people speak in the same language they have begun to do this, then nothing they plan to do will be impossible for them. Come, let us go down and confuse their language so they'll, not able, they'll be not able to understand each other. So the Lord scattered them from there over all the earth, and they stopped building the city. That is why it's called Babel, because the Lord confused the language of the whole world. From there, the Lord scattered them over the face of the whole earth. Let's give a little context. A few chapters before this, we see the great flood that God used to erase and eradicate the evil off the, the face of the earth. Praise the Lord, he don't do that no more. <laughs> Gosh, I can swim, but. <laughs> and this is the flood that God used to eradicate evil, and he said he'd never handle evil in this manner again. We see uh, Noah and his family. Just two, two, two chapters before we get to Babel, Noah and his family are given a commission by God to be fruitful, multiply, and fill the earth. Simple enough, right? Be fruitful, multiply, and fill the earth. How can you mess that up? I'm pretty much doing that right now. I can be fruitful and multiply. Listen, as we get to Genesis 11, we see the builders of Babel who on the surface, they look pretty unified, right? Right? What we just read, they look, they sound like, they seem like they're pretty unified. They look pretty strong as one people when they constructed the city and the tower. But in the text, we get a glimpse of man's idea of unity. And when you look at our current times and why we're facing what we're facing, how did we get here? How did we end up in the situations that we're in with racial tension, hatred, classism? Come on, somebody. Cultural disunity. Come on. System, systematic oppression. We see a lot of things going on here. And it almost looks like I'm looking in a mirror when I read the story of Babel. So what's the root? How did we get here? Well, for starters, God intends for true unity to be achieved spiritually. And man's idea of unity is superficial. 
listen to me, the builders of Babel's views of unity was, was incomplete, just as the world's view of unity is incomplete. The world's view of unity is, okay, well, you know, wh what do we have in common? Do we look the same? Do we talk the same? Do we think the same? Do we feel the same? Oh, okay. Then we unified, right? We in unity, right, Amy? I mean, on the surface, Babel looks super unified. The Bible shows us that they speak the same. They move the same. They plan the same. They build as one. So they're in unity, right? I mean, ain't it? they speak, they move, they build, they plan as one people. Who can stop them? God even says they're one people and nothing will be impossible for them. It almost seems like God is hating on them or something by scattering them, right? I mean, what, what is God, jealous or something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the type of tower that the, the, the builders were building was called the ziggurat. And this type of tower had paganistic roots. It, was, it, was, it came from the pagans. The pagans would build these towers and temples for their deities to dwell at the top of the tower. So I could imagine that God was like, well, what y'all doing out here? I ain't call y'all to do none of this. What y'all building, pagan stuff? Oh, word? You want me to come dwell in that? <laughs> Are you just going to worship me how you want to worship me on your terms? My God. Listen, the builders of Babel have put their trust in themselves and the strength of their superficial unity. It sounds a lot like the U.S. And that leads them to building the wrong things. So they made bricks that were actually very strong and durable. So everybody's making their own bricks from scratch. I'm making a brick, she's making a brick. He's making a brick, he's making a brick. So they're building and they're together. So they're building together. They're in unity, right? They're building together and then they stack the bricks. I'm going to put mine here. You put yours on top of mine. You put yours on top of hers. You put yours there. I'm going to put mine on top of that. So they're building and they're together and they're unified. Oh, my goodness. Everything looks good, right? But they're missing one ingredient. They're looking around. They can't find it. They're like, wait a minute. Hold on. Something's missing. Oh, oh, what's missing? What, what? Oh, yeah. God. Come on. Come on. How many people know when you get to building and when you get to planning and when you get to doing what you want to do, it ain't about to be blessed because God ain't calling you to do it. Somebody got to give God some praise in this place. Hallelujah. Trusting in your own superficial unity will lead you to building the wrong things. What are you building? Are you building bridges or are you building towers? Are you building bridges or are you building walls? What's really going on? What are we doing in America? Are you building bridges or are you building your own empire? Somebody got to hear me tonight. Hallelujah. I feel like preaching this thing. What they were building was for them to be, to be remembered and not God. What they were building was for them to be remembered. Woo! They must have forgot just a few chapters earlier how God spared them from the great flood. Instead of building what they should have been building, see, they were building towers. They out here building pagan things when they should have been building an altar to God on their face saying, thank you, Lord. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for sparing me. Thank you for delivering me from... Anybody feel me in this place tonight? Hallelujah! Listen, the city and the tower was just like their unity. It was superficial. God could reduce that thing to rubble in an instant. Hmm. They left God out of the mix. How many people know when you, when you leave God out of the mix? 
When you leave God out of your plans, when you leave God out of what you're trying to build, when you leave God out of your unification, when you leave God out of your reconciliation, come on somebody, can anybody hear me tonight? When you leave God out of your plans, when you leave God out of your bedroom, when you leave God out of your homes, when you leave God out of your communities, when you leave God out of your schools, when you leave God out of your government buildings, when you leave God out of your country, don't think he gonna breathe on that thing if you ain't invited me to it. Somebody gotta feel me tonight. Hallelujah. Come on, let's give God a, a hand praise tonight. I feel this thing. I feel like preaching tonight. happens when we try to build bridges of unity from one culture to the next, from one race to the next, from one people to the next, from one nation to the next. Listen to me. If you didn't ask God into it, he probably ain't going to bless it. This is why unity fails. Continuous talks of, of uniting, continuous talks of peace talks, and why do they crumble to nothing? Why is it so easy that these bridges get burned down? It's because a bridge with false unity is destined to be damaged by disunity. A bridge with false unity is destined to be damaged by disunity. So yeah, my God is a jealous God. Where is your glory? Where, where, where is God's glory in Babel's plans? They ain't mentioned his name one time. Where is God's glory in your plans? Where is God's glory in the United States of America? Where is his glory? In Jesus' longest prayer to the Father, he asked for unity three times. And it strikes, me, it strikes me in the heart every time I hear it. He, he, he's, he's, he's about, he knows his time on this earth is coming to an end. And he says, Father, make them one just as you and I are one. Make them one. Make them one just like you and I are one. Make them one just like you and I are one. Make them one just like you and I are one. He says, Father, make them one just like you and I are one. So that they will know that you sent me. How in the world are we ever going to get there in this country without God? Make them one just like you and I are one, Father. It must have been super important to the Lord. God intends for true unity to be achieved spiritually, but superficial unity leads to a lust for supremacy. This is where the systemic oppression and things of the nature come from. This is where the hatred comes from. <laughs> Racial tension and classism. Can I talk about it tonight? Bias and bigotry. Can I talk about it tonight? Prejudice. 
Man will do whatever it takes to be supreme, even if that means stepping on you, even if that means stepping over you, even if that means backstabbing you, even if that means suppressing your feelings, even if that means oppressing people or strategically putting systematic processes in place so that the people that don't look like them, that don't think like them, that don't talk like them are less likely to succeed and more likely to fail. Maybe I'm preaching to myself tonight. In the story of Babel, we get a good glimpse of people who want to dethrone God. The builders of Babel think they're so unified, they're so strong, they're so together, they're so connected that they know better than God. And they don't want God. They don't think they need God. The United States don't want God. And we don't think we need God. So Babel disregards the command to repopulate the earth, and they set out to do what they think is best and make a name for themselves. They do what they think is best, and they make a monument to be remembered by, and they want God's glory. But see, in the very next chapter, we get a picture of faith and trust and belief in God. God speaks to Abraham. Abraham receives, it's actually Abram at this time, receives a promise from God to make his name great. Wait a minute. Just one previous chapter, Babel said, let us make a name for ourselves. Let us make our name great. But Abraham, by faith, (laughs) see, when we trust God in faith instead of chasing a name for ourselves, God himself will make a name for us. You got to understand it. When we trust God in faith, God himself will make a name for us. Maybe our country needs more faith. Maybe you need more faith in your home. Maybe you need to pray for faith. Maybe our schools need more faith. Maybe our country is in shambles because we won't move in faith. He already has a different name for us. And man's lust for supremacy has never stopped. The selfish ambition in mankind to be known, to be famous, to to make a name for himself and be remembered for what he did and not what God did through him. Listen to me now. Man wants to star and roll in the motion picture called life, and he wants to play God while removing the real God from the picture. It isn't until we get our spirits right that we can truly unify. We can truly connect and build bridges and reconcile from one race to the other, one culture to another. Come on, somebody. One nation to the next. All colors and creeds. Somebody got to hear what I'm saying tonight. The people of Babel are so self-confident that they idolize their own humanity. You got to find something to worship, right? They turn their culture into their God. We don't do that, do we? A lust for supremacy will have you turning your skin color into your God. Ooh. Ooh, a lust for supremacy will have you turning your skin color, your culture, into your God. And this is the type of superficial unity that we see so clearly in our country today. Today, just like Babel, if we keep God out of our country and we're unified all by ourselves, then God gets no glory. But if you don't give God the glory he deserves, how many people know he'll find a way to get it? And you don't want those problems. You don't want those problems. Because God's plan is to get glory on his terms, not ours. Just look at modern history alone. History reveals that when selfish interests unite people, it's dangerous. Since Genesis, we've seen the tragic truths and abuse of power. Just look at modern history. 
national leaders and dictators and rulers trying to create their own supreme race. What's going on here? Working to exterminate other races. Ruling with an iron fist, killing everyone in their path. Look at Hitler, Stalin, Mussolini. Look at Pol Pot. All demonic, all evil. They killed almost 30 million people collectively. How disgusting. The crazy part is they got people to co-sign their vision. And you telling me we don't need unity in the spirit in this country right now? What's really going on out here? See, they all thought that they were above God. They didn't need God, and they ain't want God. The crazy part is that they united millions who all have blood on their hands now. See, instead of building bridges to the Father, these evil leaders built bridges to the hell. He, he built bridges to hell. He led the sheep to the slaughter. Come on, somebody say, don't play with God. Say, don't play with God. Maybe you're God, but not my God. You don't want to play with my God. You can't finesse God. Hallelujah. And thank the Lord that our God is a bridge builder. Ain't he? He built beautiful bridges. He built the bridge of grace. And he draws us into him. He's such a good, good father. It's God's love in us that should make us reach out and build bridges to non-believers so they can see the father too because he's such a good, good father. That's unity. Woo! Come on, somebody. The bridge that he built for us to get to him is crafted by the outstretched arms of Jesus Christ. The bridge that he built for us, oh, allows us to have access to the Father. It's by the blood. Somebody say, by the blood, by the blood, by the blood, by the blood. It's the blood of Jesus, the perfect. I don't care what Don Lemon has to say. He's perfect. He is perfect. My God, Jesus is perfect. He's sinless, he's spotless, he's blemish-free, he's perfect. He's the perfect sacrifice. He's the perfect spotless lamb of God. Hallelujah. And my father, my father, my father, he built the bridge by the blood, baby. He built the bridge by the blood. Woo! The blood of Jesus was poured out on our behalf. That's the greatest bridge ever built. The blood is the bridge that brings believers from death to life. It's the blood of Jesus. We need the blood. We need the blood in our country. We need to plead the blood, the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus. Satan, you can't stay in my country. I plead the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. It pleads a better word than Abel's blood. See, 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 Abel's blood cries out for vengeance, but the blood of Jesus cries out for mercy on my behalf. It cries out for mercy and it destroys sin and death. That's the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. The same blood that kills the wicked gives life to believers. I'm preaching better than y'all clapping right now. The bridge of the blood destroys the very devils who bring disunity in the first place. It's the blood of Jesus. The same blood. The same blood. It's the blood. What a beautiful bridge. He built the bridge by the blood. And if you're covered by that blood, then, then, then we're united in the spirit, right? 
If you're covered by that blood and you can sense something in the spirit going on between you and your brother, between you and your sister, something going on in my house. The enemy's trying to put a wedge between me and my wife. The enemy's trying to put a wedge between me and my brother. I'm about to preach this thing. The enemy putting a wedge between me and my pastor. The enemy putting a wedge between me and my deacon. The enemy trying to place wedges. He's firing darts. What you going to do about it? I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to link up with my brother in the physical. We're going to link arms. My brother, I feel like we need to pray. I'm going to lock up with you. I'm going to lock up with you. I'm going to lock up with you. I'm going to lock up. Let's go pray. Heavenly Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I, I feel like I got to pray right now. The enemy's trying to get a foothold. I, I got to. Heavenly Father, make us one just like you and the son of one. Make us one just like you and the son of one. Make us one just like you and the son of one. Make us one just like you and the son of one. Make us one, Lord, because we need unity. We need you. We need you. built the bridge by the blood we're unified by the spirit we're unified by the blood we're unified by faith and I'm here to ask you tonight can we be unified by diversity please can we be unified by diversity in today's text we see that God comes down to see what they built and they wanted him to come down on their terms. God is like, no. He came down on his terms. Matter of fact, he's in, he's in communion with himself. He's having a conversation in unity with himself. He's like, hold on, look what they're doing. They out here being disobedient. They're building pagan temples. We got to do something. I ain't calling them to do none of this. So uh, let's go down there and break up their unity. Let's go down there and break up their unity real quick. God confuses their speech and they can't communicate, so he scatters them. He scatters them. It's almost like that, and that's what God asked them to do in the first place, right? Like, even our disobedience can't stand a chance against God's providence. One of, one of, the, one of the many blessings of, of, of mankind that came about from the scattering was the, the diversity in the different cultures and the, and, the, and the colors and the languages and the, and the dialects and the diverse people groups that emerged from the scattering. But see, from biblical times to now, people fear what they don't understand. I think it was Prophet Nas who said, people fear what they don't understand. Nowadays, diversity separates us. It scares people. It brings division. People are not intrigued by the things that make us different. Scuffles, fights, and hatred. Disunity arise because of diversity. Diversity. The inability to understand. Or the, the plain out disregard towards understanding the differences of one another. Diversity should lead us to unity, right? I mean, I, I, I live in Port St. Lucie. It would be crazy for me to just walk up to my wife and be like, hey, boo. Let's take a vacation to Port St. Lucie. Ooh, what you think? That's silly. We're from Port St. Lucie. 
that conversation probably ain't go well, won't, won't, won't go well. She'll probably punch me in the face. And then after I get up, <laughs> I think about a real vacation, right? Unless we're in a pandemic, okay? But, but, but you get me. Like, like, like I'm not going to plan a vacation to somewhere that I'm not intrigued by. Right? I love where I live, but I'm not intrigued by Port St. Lucie. I've been here. See, that's the, that's the reason why people love to travel, because you get to see new things. You get to see new places. You get to be engulfed in a different culture. You get to hear different language. You get to hear different dialects. You get to see different things. I want to know why they eat what they eat. I want to know why they dress how they dress. I want to know why they speak how they speak. I want to know why they dance how they dance. I mean, really. I'm intrigued by diversity. That's how God designed us, right? I mean, we're made in his image. We're supposed to be drawn from one to another. We're supposed to be intrigued by our differences. And if you can't feel me on this, then get used to it, because that's what it's going to look like in heaven anyway. I mean, Revelation 5.9 says every tribe, it says every tongue, it says every people, it says every nation. Yeah, that's right. That means every color. That means every culture. That means every creed, everybody. We're going to be in one accord. We're going to be in one accord. We're going to be praising the Father. I don't care what you look like. I don't care where you came from. I'm in the presence of my Father. The enemy has tainted our minds and the way we perceive people to bring division. We feel fear when we don't understand. We feel threatened by our differences. And God is saying, no, 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 I made you different so that you could be unified. I made you different so that you could be drawn one to another. I made you different to intrigue you. We are all beautifully and wonderfully made by the image of our creator. He is perfect and he ain't make not one mistake. In today's text, God's plan almost looks contrary to what we what we see unity really is, right? I mean, you know, the, the, the world says unity is what we have in common. Where are you from? Oh, I'm from there too. What's your favorite team? Oh, that's my team too. What'd you like to eat? Oh, I like to eat that too. What you wearing? I'm wearing that too. I don't know why my voice keep getting higher, but that's not, listen. We see Babel was tight like that. They were tight like that. It almost looks like God is hating on them when he scatters them. When he scatters them, he breaks up their unity. But God wants to build bridges, true bridges, by his spirit. By his spirit. God's plan is unity by diversity. God uses the same thing that separated his people, listen to me, to unite them. God uses the same thing that separates his people to unite them. The same way he used different languages to scatter the people, the same way he used different languages to discipline the people and cause them to scatter is the same way he used different languages to unite his people by his spirit. Oh, y'all missing. Y'all ain't ready for that bridge, huh? By his spirit. You see the bridge? You see the bridge? The same way he used different languages. Woo, my God is the ultimate bridge builder. God uses the different language to separate his people, but he used the very same thing to bring them back. My Bible says in Acts 2, when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. It goes on to say that when they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment. They were in unity because each one heard their own language being spoken. 
Somebody got to hear what God's doing. Diverse tongues, one spirit. Diverse languages, one spirit. Diverse nations, one spirit. Diverse colors, one spirit. He built a bridge by the blood so that we could be unified by his spirit. Any unity aside from that, God can't co-sign. He took what he used for discipline and turned it for our good. Yes, we can be unified by our diversity. Yes, yes, yes. Just look at God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. One in being, three different persons. Our God always was and is, has always existed eternally in communion with himself, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. He delights in unity as it defines his very nature. I think he knows a thing or two about true unity. Amen? I love the way Dr. Tony Evans illustrates the, the triunity of God by comparing it to a pretzel. A pretzel has three different holes. Each hole is different. Each hole is unique. But they're all tied together by the same dough. That's my God. Hallelujah. The story of Babel shows us how man's view of unity is incomplete. It also teaches the dangers of man's lust for supremacy and how that lust for supremacy directly opposes being unified by the spirit of God. I'm, I'm, I'm wrapping it up. <laughs> I believe this story gives us a glimpse of how we got where we are as a nation and as a people. Can anybody come into agreement with me tonight? Anybody been blessed by the message? Is God speaking tonight? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't want my country to look like Babel. And as you, as you continue throughout scripture from Genesis on, Babel, or Babylon, as it turns to be, is increasingly seen as a place of immense sin, paganism. It's seen as a godless society. It's known for its idolatry. Boy, that sound like... In closing, I want to give quick, three quick tools from scripture. Three instruments that I believe can help us to build solidified, strong, and fortified bridges in our country. There's three words, listening, learning, and loving. Real simple. I'm about to get real theological here. <laughs> no, it's real simple. <laughs> but these simple things can be stumbling blocks, amen? Listening. Imagine if the people at Pentecost didn't listen. Let me say that again. Imagine if the people at Pentecost didn't listen. Bible says when they heard the sound, when they heard the sound, when they heard, when they heard the sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard their own language being spoken. They recognized it as a spiritual gift from God that had never been experienced before. If we fail to listen, we can miss the miracle. If we fail to listen, we can miss the miracle. In our country right now, listening is like a superpower. The Bible says to answer before listening, this is folly and shame. But everybody got the answers. Everybody already know what's up. Everybody got the answers, quick to talk. And James 1.19 says everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. How many lives could have been spared? How many relationships could be mended if we could just listen one to another? Listen. Simple tool, simple instrument that can build effective, strong bridges in our lives. 
If we're going to build a bridge, let's start by listening. It's one of the easiest ways to show somebody that you really care. Listening. The second tool, the second instrument is learning. 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 It comes down to having honest conversations. That's it. It comes down to having honest conversations. It comes down to investing and learning in different people structures, different people, different, different people groups that struggle with things. Understand why they have their trials. Understand why they have their tribulations. Understand what they struggle with. The people of God should be known for the, the, the way they fight for understanding. Different cultures, ethnicities, backgrounds. The Bible says to weep with those who weep and mourn with those who mourn. But if we don't know that person, if we don't know why that person is weeping in the first place, how can you effectively minister the gospel of Jesus Christ? If you don't bother to find out, can you really say that you love them? If you don't know why they're affected, why they're hurting, why they feel the way they do, somebody got to hear me tonight. The Bible says a wise man will hear an increase in learning. So if we listen, we can learn. It goes on to say, and a man of understanding will attain wise counsel. There's wisdom in learning. That was Proverbs 1.5. Proverbs 18.15 says, the heart of the prudent acquires knowledge. And the ear of the wise seeks knowledge. If you don't know, how can you feel? If, if you don't know, how can you feel? Of course you can't feel what I'm feeling when I'm feeling what I'm feeling if you don't even bother to figure out why and you choose not to learn about me. Listening, learning, and loving. You want to build effective bridges? This is a start. I don't have the answers. God does, but I know, I know that I know that this is where we need to start as the body of Christ. Luke 6.35 says, but love your enemies, do good, and lend, hoping for nothing in return, and your reward will be great. Woo, love your enemies? Golly, that seems so difficult. <laughs> and, you, and you will be sons of the Most High, for he is kind to the unthankful, and, and he's kind to the evil. What? How are you, how you, how are you, how are you kind to, to, to people that are evil to you? That's love goals. I don't know about y'all, but for me, that's love goals. Amen? <laughs> Hallelujah. And I'm going to wrap this up with 1 Corinthians 1.10. I love this because it ties together the three tools, those three instruments of listening, learning, and loving. It ties it all together, and it's beautiful. It says, now I plead with you, brethren, by the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing. You have to listen in order to speak the same thing. I have to listen in order to speak what you speak, and you have to listen in order to speak what I'm speaking. goes on to say, and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind. We have to learn to be in the same mind. I got to know what's on your mind, right? I got to know what your mind is like. You got to know what's on my mind, right? You got to know what my mind is like. We got to learn. It goes on to say, and in the same judgment, the word for judgment means opinion. We have to learn in order to understand each other's opinions. Listening, learning, but in the middle of the verse, it says that there be no divisions among you. Oh, you got to love somebody for there be no divisions among you, right? I mean, that's, it goes on to say in order that, it goes on to say that in order for, for, for there to be no division, and in order for you to be together, you got to perfectly join together, 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 in order to be perfectly joined together, we got to love. 
Amen. Come on, give God a hand praise tonight. Stand to your feet with me tonight. Hallelujah. The end goal is not necessarily unity. The end goal is salvation. But it's so pivotal for the church and the body of Christ to be in one spirit, one accord, one mind, to be perfectly joined together and in unity. Because when the enemy sees a unified church, he won't be able to stop the souls from being saved. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Is there anyone here that, that is not covered by the blood of Jesus and would love to be a part of the family of God? Anyone? If there is, you can raise your hand. If you want to be a part of what God has done and have eternity in heaven with the Father, all you got to do is raise your hand. Just lift it up, extend it high. God is such a good, good Father. There's no better time than right now. I mean, like right now, right now, to be a part of the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. If everybody saves, amen. Thank you for, for hearing my heart on this. Thank you for, for letting God move. Thank you for speaking back on a day where my voice was kind of given out. We're a church that makes noise, beautiful noise, a joyful noise. To the Father in heaven, can anybody go out with a celebration, a celebration of praise? Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Glory to God. And right where you are, I just want to pray. I just want to, I just want to pray for unity in the body. Can you guys help me pray? Can you guys help me pray? Can you fight for that with me? Come on, can you fight for that? Can you lock arms with not right, not not actually lock arms, but in the spirit until the pandemic's over? <laughs> But can you just, can you just come in the spirit with me as we approach the, the throne of grace boldly? Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord. You are a good, good Father. You are a wonderful Father. You are unified all by yourself. You are my Lord and my God. You are my rock. You are my shepherd. You are the shield of the body of Christ. Lord, I pray right now. By the power of the blood in the mighty name of Jesus, that there be any hindrances in the in the heavenlies right now, that you would break them, Lord God. Any hindrances in the spirit, Lord, I pray that you would point out every single lie of the enemy that's trying to be uh, turned into division. I pray that every fiery dart and flaming arrow sent against the body of Christ would be broken right now in your name. Right now in your name, Lord, join us together, Heavenly Father. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus, make us one, just like you and the Son are one. Make us one tonight, just like you and the Son. Of one. I pray in the name of Jesus that you would bind us together in love and in unity, in peace, with perfect togetherness and perfect love. Heavenly Father, we need you in our hearts. Point out anything that we could do better. Point out anything that we could do to, to build bridges. Heavenly Father, I pray for every bridge that's been burned down. You are a God of restor restoration. There's nothing too hard for you, Lord. I pray in the name of Jesus that you would bless the body. We're looking for you to move in our country. Bless the body so that when people see the body of Christ, they want to be a part of it. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. God bless, church. Love you guys. Amen.